Charmers, welcome back to an episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and happy Thursday. It is the official kickoff season for the moon sign season of The Charming Libra, and I'm so excited to dive in that with you guys. But first, of course, I'm going to give an update. I know I've been telling you guys, you know, you guys who have been here for a while know I'm on a health journey, very long one, I know, but health is not linear. (laughs) But if you are new here um, and, you know, the OGs, I haven't really explained the new findings of my endoscopy I had. My doctor did tell me that I had candiditis and H. pylori. But once the um, pathology test came back, it it ended up not being candida. It ended up being esophageal, esophageal, it's so hard to pronounce you guys, esophageal esophagitis which is, it means that my immune system is attacking, um, my esophagus. And so the little white spots he found is pockets of white blood cells that my, um, body, my immune system is basically sending to this spot because it's being attacked by something that I'm allergic to that I am unaware of. They believe that whatever I'm eating or drinking, I'm allergic to and, it's wreaking havoc on my body. Um, it's my stomach is all red. They said it's highly inflamed. It's has really bad gastritis in there. It's been destroyed by, they said, they asked me if I was taking like NSAIDs. And if you don't know what NSAIDs is, it's non, a steroidal, um, non-steroidal. Oh my God. I forgot what the A is, but it's basically like ibuprofen, aspirin, um, a leave and stuff like that, which I haven't been able to take since I've been put on the Eliquis and the aspirin. I told them I take aspirin, but they said the aspirin was too low to do any of that kind of destruction. So I like, they said, it's just, my stomach is, it's just all messed up, which explains a lot because you guys know that I've, um, mentioned that the gut is like the second brain. The gut is where most of the immune system is from. And if your gut is fucked up, the rest of your system's going to fuck up, which obviously, as you guys know, that's my problem. Like all my systems are firing off and that has a lot to do with it in my perspective, because if your body is attacking itself, um, that's a no bueno, <laughs> right? That's that's obviously why I'm having elevated blood sugar issues and that's why I'm having circulatory issues. You know, inflammation causes, you know, blood clot, blood clots and stuff like that. And that's how I had block, uh, blood clots and everything. And, um, you know, a whole slew, just a whole slew of things from each system, you guys. It's, it's not a fun time, but I am happy to know they have finally found the culprit I also have duodenumitis, which is, it means like my, you know, like my lower, where my intestine, my small intestines, I think, or whichever one it is, is starting to take damage. I have like a little like red bubble there that looks like, you know, it's got a scab kind of. And so, uh, they are looking to put me on, um, well, I am currently on, my naturopath has put me on a AIP diet and that's an immuno that's a, a, an autoimmune, uh, protocol. I am doing the paleo, um, autoimmune, which means that, you know, anytime we do an AIP, it's a short-term diet because it's so restrictive and she wants me to do it for about 30 days. And, um, basically the only thing I can eat is, uh, meat, 
some, some vegetables, no nightshades, um, and some fruits. Other than that, even like sauces, like peppers, like even seasonings, certain seasonings I cannot have. So y'all know (laughs) that's kind of a struggle for me, but I have just been saying positive affirmations and just praying to God to keep me strong because, um, and I'm going to put this as a trigger warning, um, for those of you who either have suffered or had a family or loved one who suffered with an eating disorder, um, it, it triggers that aspect of my younger self. I wouldn't say I necessarily had a eating disorder. I did experience a little bit, but actually, to be honest, um, when I was reading about, uh, eating disorders for my, um, homework that I had to write about, um, I, I, um, for the bulimia nervosa, I thought that was mainly people who, you know, they eat and then they, um, they vomit up their food to keep from gaining weight. But it's so much more than that. Like bulimia nervosa not only falls over, you know, people who purge their food, but it also involves people who overexercise and people who abuse laxatives. And I was one that abused the fuck out of laxatives. Like when I was younger, especially in my like early twenties, um, it really, um, I really used that because it, it kept me like, to me, it, it made me like I was pooping out everything. And then plus when you're pooping like that, uh, you're, you're more on like the liquidy side. I know TMI, but, um, so you're pooping out a lot of your liquids and stuff. And then I would just replenish with, um, you know, like power aids and water and stuff like that to make sure I wasn't dehydrated, but it's, that's still not a healthy way to do it. But because of that, it made me feel like I was not, you know, I wasn't bloated and all that stuff. So it was actually a very dangerous game to be playing with. Cause I could have like depleted myself of like all my electrolytes and stuff, which I'm surprised if I, if I didn't, but I think me drinking the power aids, it's what kept me from depleting completely because it has electrolytes in it. But I used to, I abused that for years, like, I mean, a long time, you guys. So I didn't know that was part of bulimia nervosa. So I was like, whoa, so I kind of had a eating disorder then. And at one point too, I was very, very obsessed. Like um, when I was working out with clean eating, like everything had to be clean and stuff like that. And, you know, um, I, I'm all for organic food, but I don't want to obsess over it like I used to. And having to do this makes me, it triggers all of that for me. And so that's why I'm trying not to go into like an anxiety attack about it because it does trigger my anxiety. My anxiety has been really high lately because of it, but I'm also trying not to stress because it made me realize that food really it's controlling my life. You guys, it's controlled my life so bad. It's basically fucking my body up. And I'm hoping to tell any of you guys, this is just not worth it. Like you guys know that, you know, I, I liked, you know, my, my diet consists of a lot of carbs, a, a lot of carbs, and it has ruined my body. Um, it just, you know, it, it's just not worth it. And, I definitely, um, decided to purchase a, um, uh, I wouldn't say a meal planning, but I'm looking into that because I, I cannot eat out. I can't eat at restaurants. Maybe like my nature path said I can, but pretty much with 
the oils and stuff that I can't use. I never eat vegetable oil or anything. And I don't know what they use at restaurants. So I'm, I'm assuming it's that or canola because it's the cheapest. But um, I'd only basically be able to eat a salad with no ranch and all that stuff. So I'm not going to like if I told my husband if he wants to go out and he's supporting me in this, he's trying to eat this way as well. Um, I was like, I'd probably have to either cook my own food or just really bring like my own, um, my own, uh, what is it? You know, um, dressing for the salad and stuff, unless to stay within the range. She told me to ease myself into it. So this is day four for me, day four for me. Um, and I feel good. I'm not going to lie. I feel amazing by not eating just nothing but like carbs or, you know, I, the other thing I need to figure out is I need to actually start eating like more, like not skipping breakfast and stuff because, you know, when it's hot, it's been really hot here. I am not hungry in the morning and it's the weird thing is even though I'm eating better, it has, it's costing my blood sugar to still like be high, like stay like at an elevated form. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I looked it up and it said that anybody who's having issues with blood sugar, you cannot skip meals, especially breakfast, because when you do eat later on in the day, your blood sugar spikes like really high. And I was unaware of that. But I'm kind of glad that, you know, my naturopath also ordered me a continuous blood sugar monitor so that we can get some, you know, research on what's causing my blood sugar to spike or, you know, like what causes it to dip, whatever. Uh, that Thank God my insurance covered it. I had thought it wasn't because it's a really expensive uh, piece of equipment. Um, it's like $500 because I was like, oh, you know, if my insurance doesn't cover it, I'm going to pay for it. And then they were like, oh, it's $500. I was like, oh, okay, never mind because that shit's ridiculous. But luckily my insurance paid for it. So I'm going to be starting that, um, probably next week. I want to make sure I have, cause it's only a 28 day thing. And I, I just want to make sure I have it for a majority of my, um, my diet. So that I'm on, but you guys just, I hope you can like really wish me luck and pray for me when it comes to this. Cause it's, it's not easy. And with anything that's triggering as you know, you know, this is a moon sign kind of thing. Um, this triggers my like emotional aspect. And then you guys know I'm Pisces and Pisces when we're uncomfortable and we get too emotional, we will, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll practice the great avoidance by, getting away from the thing that makes us uncomfortable. And so, yeah, it's, it's not a good time, <laughs> but I got to stop, you know, like running from stuff like that. And, you know, I know like my emotions are going to be all over the place and it's definitely hard because I am on my moon as well. And when I'm on my moon, this is the most time that I do love carbs because it's soothing for me. And I'm just really trying to tap into strength. Like, okay. Like, relax, especially like my cramps are terrible. And so I've been, you know, drinking herbs and I put on my moonstone, uh, pendant to help with, you know, like dealing with like my feminine and it's just really good when it's really nice to have on when you're menstruating. So, um, for some reason it just makes me feel more calm and not really focus on the cramps. And I just feel like, I just feel more connected to my femininity, my body, because this is a sacred time for, um, for, uh, a woman. So I just like to really 
be in my feminine around this time. So I definitely feel that my intuition and my psychic abilities uh, are heightened um, during this, you know, menstruation, during this moon. Um, so I just kind of really delve into my feminine around this time instead of fighting against it. I'm just like, thank you, body, you know, because of this, you know, I can have a baby and, you know, instead of always like, Ugh, oh my gosh, you know, like the patriarchal loves for us to feel like we are just dirty when we're bleeding, but really we're not, we are magical beings and, you know, I'm, I'm loving that because eventually it goes away. So while I still have it, I'm going to appreciate it and know that my body can brew a baby, which eventually, you know, me and my um, husband want to eventually have another one, which, you know, I already have kids, but I, I can, I can use a third one um, <laughs> now that they're like older and everything. So we're looking at that, but my health, till my health can get good, that's out the question because I want to live and take care of the babies, not, you know, end it in childbirth. So that's all I had to say. That was like my little health update. Um, I've just been having a nice time, you know, like relaxing, really working on my business. You guys, I finally, finally have gotten to learn that newer way of wrapping you guys. So I can now wrap cobblechons, crystals. So I'm excited. I'm going to be adding, um, I'm going to be finishing one. I, I um, did three prototypes, two of them. And it was from crystals that, you know, was from my own collection, little, you know, stones that I had. Um, And so I, I wrapped a rose quartz, which came out terrible. I mean, it wasn't horrible, horrible, but like the weaving part was all crooked. The bale was a mess. So, um, that came out and I kept it of course, cause I wanted to compare, uh, for when I started to get good. And then I did a pointed, uh, clear quartz, which came out pretty decent, but the bale, uh, was the part that I had a hard time with. And the crystal was a bit too big for the style that I did, but it still looks decent. You know, I still wore it. So I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to show this shit. Like this thing was not easy to learn. And, but then finally I had a verosite that I wrapped you guys and it was a, a, a cabajon. I was like, let me just try a cabajon because that's really what this style is, uh, good for like, uh, well, it's, it's actually a very versatile style. It's for cabajon. It's for points, uh, even. So it came out beautiful, you guys, beautiful enough that I kept it for myself because I was like, this is the first baby born out of the Cabajon uh, series that I'm going to be doing. And so, which means I have to go shopping for more Cabajons. And this has completed that I can wrap all forms of crystals, which is fucking amazing because you guys, I was getting a little worried uh, because I was like, my business is not gonna, it's not gonna last if I only know how to do one style of wrapping, which when I very first started selling the crystals, I only knew how to wrap crystals that were in points and, uh, you know, in a certain way so that the wire would catch on it, which is beautiful and nice, you know, when you want to wear those raw, like, you know, amethyst or clear quartz or, uh, citrine kind of, uh, points or whatever crystal that comes in a point. But, you know, like not everybody wants that kind of crystal and that leaves very few crystals that you can use. But then I was like, well, you know, a polished stones would be nice to also learn how to or polished or rough stones that's in a different shape would be uh, nice to learn. So I finally learned and perfected that, which gave me 
two different styles and now I finally learned how to do cabajon and cabajon that means eventually I can branch out to rings and stuff like that um, I also started selling you know household crystals so I still have the zeolite apophyllite up there um, I still have uh, the labradorite and some others very few right now um, that I have gotten but I'm going to be adding more soon. I also went to the my uh, crystal shop that I go to, um, the suppliers that's out of town, and I got another Vandenonite because that one sold like hotcakes. Um, that one's a, a that crystal would be perfect for anyone right now uh, trying to manifest. So um, I'm going to re I'm going to rewrap it, but I've been also busy because this is the last week of summer quarter. School ends. Uh, on Friday, I think. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I have, <laughs> yeah, this is me. I waited till the last minute. So I already did my research. I already have everything ready to cite and stuff. I just got to write the paper and that's not going to be, it's, it's seven pages. This, you know, it's not going to be long. I already have everything ready. It's for an interview that I had to do. And then we have to, you know, analyze it and summarize it and narrative, it. So, that's fine for me, but that's why it's taken me so long to jump into this season, but I want to go ahead and do it now because, um, once school is over, I have three weeks off and then, but I'm starting a program on the 16th, which is going to help me hopefully, you know, like get my career and everything good. So I'm going to be like basically gone from Monday through Friday, eight to five. So it's, it's going to be very hard for me to, you know, I'll probably have to get up really, really early to be able to do any of that stuff, but I might, you know, like not be able to do some things because I'm going to be very busy that those, you know, it's for 20 days. So, um, yeah, it's like almost three weeks, I think, or, or it is three weeks. So I'm going to have to really concentrate. And so that's why I want to make sure everything is out for you guys. So it's not like falling behind and the Patreon as it goes. Um, I think I mentioned on the last episode that they have to make sure it's up to standards. So I'm hoping once they approve that, it will finally let me record some episodes because I did a Lionsgate meditation yesterday for you guys. If you haven't given that a listen to, please do. Um, I think it's very important. I felt so amazing and good after I um, recorded it for you guys. So I hope it helps you guys during your manifestation and transformation of the Lionsgate portal. Okay, but let's go ahead and jump in. Oh, first, let me go ahead and um, plug my store. If you do want to purchase any crystal pendants from me or any crystals for your household, the little bit that I have up there, please visit Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. Um, please do not search it in Google. <laughs> it won't pop up. You have to actually go to Etsy, type in the name, and my store will just pop up. And you can shop or just, you know, take a look, favorite some items. I get really excited when I see that too. Um, but yeah, support your girl if you like. Um, this is, you know, I have lots of crystals. I do custom orders. So if you want, if you're looking for a certain stone that either you would like to have wrapped or you would like for me to find for your house or, you know, your office, wherever you're going to put it, let me know. I travel far and wide, um, out, like even somewhat outside of my, um, <laughs> my state, um, to get very beautiful, real, authentic, raw crystals that are intuitively picked 
by me, I get high quality crystals. A lot of the crystals that I do have, you know, you're not going to be able to find at a typical store. They're very rare. Like the Vanadite, that that's like a specialty. Like you're not going to have that laying around just at any crystal shop unless they, you know, like have things outside of like, you know, the usual, I call them like basic crystals, you know, like tiger's eyes and quartzes and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I go to many different shops and some have specialty crystals that, you know, I want to bring to you guys. So if you have something like that in mind, please DM me on Etsy and I will gladly, we can talk. I already have, you know, uh, what it requires for me to do that for you on the Etsy page. So give that a look and everything else. But that's again, Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy and yeah, um, you know, bring in the crystals that are going to help you manifest your life and, you know, like achieve your intentions, your goals and, you know, healing. It's, it's all about bringing that inner magic out in you. So don't hesitate to visit my shop, but let's go ahead and jump into this episode. You guys, the moon sign. Oh, you guys don't understand how important I feel. The moon is in the natal chart to me. It's one of the biggest things. And why do you, why is that? Because you guys, the moon represents the, the moon is it's feminine. The moon represents the relationship with our mothers. The moon represents our, <clears throat> excuse me, our emotions, how we express our emotions, what we need to feel, you know, safe, what we need to feel secure, you know, what we need, you know, someone, you know, especially when we're connecting with someone, what we need from them to make us feel good, right? And also what we need from ourselves. So it's really important in a relationship, um, as a budding astrologer, uh, it, it, to me, I just see it more prominent, especially with Venus. You want to look at the moon and Venus, but since we're on the moon right now, um, the moon, it's just huge. You guys, it's our subconscious mind. It's our instinct. It's how we express, you know, our emotions. And that's something that we know we're not going to sit here and be like, okay, I woke up today and I'm going to choose anger or I'm going to choose sadness. Like, no, this stuff just happens. It's, it's, you know, a feeling that just, you know, overwhelms us and comes, you know, with whatever we're exposed to within our environment or whatever we're exposed to, you know, within our bodies, you know, like if our bodies are having a hard time, our, you know, our emotions, our mental health, our mind and everything is going to be all out of whack. So I um, wanted to make sure that, you know, with me, with us learning the moon signs, you know, together and all that stuff that I made sure to choose three different books because I felt like all of them have something that the other one didn't. And I really want you guys to truly understand your moon sign because um, this is what's going to help you, in my opinion, really know if you're compatible with someone because I'm just going to give examples. So let's say... Mm. Okay, let's say someone is an Aries moon, right? And then someone is a Cancer moon. The way they're going to express their emotions, it's it's going to be different. The moon also, because, because the sign is in the moon sign, it's, it's sensitivities 
are very heightened, put it like that. So, you know, cancer rules the moon. So that's in its rulership, which means it's even, it's even more potent, uh, in, in the moon sign. So if you put a cancer moon, someone who's very intuitive and very psychic and very emotional, emotional and sensitive and moody with a Aries moon, that's going, you know, that's going to be like, boom, you know, like impulsive and screaming their heads off, especially when they get angry or when, you know, their emotions are set off to a sensitive cancer moon who is going to like basically melt and like basically close off themselves because the person's yelling at them and being so harsh. It's not, I'm not saying it can't work. Cause like I said, we ha- we do have to look at the whole um, aspect of it, but it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be very hard. Um, a perfect example is, uh, I've mentioned before, like my husband, he's a Scorpio and before me, he's dated, I think mainly they were all Pisces except for one of them. Um, they were all Pisces and for some reason that is supposed to be his perfect match, but yet it didn't work. And I know, um, one of them, he said, um, had a fire moon. And so I was like, Oh, well, that probably makes sense. You know, like they got along in certain ways, but the way they express themselves and my husband is a cancer moon. Um, it just was not a good match because he can get easily offended and take things the wrong way. And then when he does, he, he wants to close off because he protects himself, you know, the typical cancer stuff, plus being a Scorpio. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it didn't work, but here comes me who is an air sign son, <laughs> a Libra, and I have a Pisces moon and we got married and my sun sign is supposedly not great for Scorpio because, you know, according to it, it's always like, Oh, Libras are too detached and they don't like the controlling aspect of Scorpio and you know how they're very, um, intense and all that stuff. And, you know, but I don't know, it, it just works. It works for me. And I, and I believe it has a lot to do with my Pisces moon and we do have the same Venus, the exact same Venus sign. Um, but I really do believe the way we express, cause we both understand each other's emotions. That's, that's the part that to me is why it's so important because if you don't understand someone's, how they express their emotions and what they need to feel safe, it's going to be hard for you to provide that for them in a relationship because you're not going to understand that. Like a Gemini moon is not going to understand, uh, you know, what a Scorpio, you know, needs to feel safe, like, unless they have maybe a water moon, I mean, a water sun, like they have to have some kind of understanding within that because Gemini is very detached. You know, they're not really into like, you know, it's like ill feelings, but I'm sure it's a little bit different with the moon, but the moon is going to be even more harder for them to want to express that because they don't like to feel their emotions. You know, they, they, they want to, they kind of like, into I want to what is it called like intellectualize their emotions they don't like they try to a lot that's logical they try to um you know they, they try to question like why they feel a certain way instead of just like feeling it it's always like a logical thing behind it so that's why I think it's really important um 
but I'm really excited and I hope you guys learn a lot from this. Um, I also will still be using the Crystal Zodiac uh, because they have the moon signs in there. So I am going to be reading from that. So um, that'll be four books for the first opening day. And then we're going to go from there. You know, we'll still have a very short, probably small episode. Well, no, I have some relationship books, so we can just do relationship and I still can use the erotic astrology for the sexual part because they do have the moon in there as well. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into the first book. So the first book is, um, well, all three books that I'm reading from is Moon Power by Lori Reed, Moon Signs, Lunar Astrology by Sybil Leak, and Moon Wise um, by Daniel Farr. So all of these books had things which I already have them uh, marked off so that I'm not searching the whole time when um, I am trying to um, read to you guys. But I'm basically going to read the astrological version of the moon, you know, like um, the astrology part, because as far as like moon power and all that, I'm probably going to put like how to use the moon and stuff for like manifestations and all that. That's probably going to be more, more so for Patreon when I get that, um, when that gets approved, um, because it's, it's a good way to really live your life, uh, with how the, each phase of the moon, and it's not just the full and new moon, it's like all phases. So I'm going to save that more for Patreon. Uh, Patreon is only $5. It's one tier. That's it. Um, and you get full access to everything and, um, I'm going to be doing bonus episodes up there, meditations, um, some journal prompts probably. And, um, you know, like a community thing where we're going to basically be like, we're going to be healing up there. You guys are going to be healing, supporting each other, all that stuff. So I hope, I hope somebody or all y'all wants to join because I really want to be able to talk with you guys. Like, I know, like, I'm sure when anyone, if anyone does look up the uh, Instagram, it's so bald-headed up there that I'm sure, like, it looks like either someone else made the thing or it's just, it's just inactive. And I don't know, like, Instagram is, Instagram is turning into a mess. So I don't even know if I'm going to really bother to do any more stuff up there. I try to do Twitter, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I do have a Twitter, so... You can reach me on any of those, or you can reach me on my email, which is the charming Libra, the charming Libra zero seven at, um, gmail.com, you know, because I ask me questions. I ask me questions of, you know, like how you, like your partner's sun sign or moon sign or something like that, or Venus sign. If you want to ask me relationship questions, I am gladly, I'll, I'll do it. You know, I will do it and I'm not going to charge you. I'll just give you a little simple thing of what I think and everything of whatever the issue is, you know, anything that you guys want to talk about, I am here for you. So lean into me. I, you know, I really appreciate you guys and you know, you guys are blowing this, um, podcast up and I'm so happy that I get to talk about and, you know, do things with people, like-minded people who enjoy this stuff, you know, so, um, don't hesitate to reach out, please don't. (laughs) 
Like, I'd love to really connect with you guys, and I'm hoping Patreon is one of the things that will help me be able to really get everyone all in one spot where we can support, and you guys can tell me things you want to hear, things you want to, you know, for me to do, or request something, and and I can see if I can do it or not, and I, I just think that would make the show a better thing, because right now I'm just going by, you know, what I feel or kind of by like what I feel gets a lot of um, views and stuff. So the moon episodes are very popular. The sex episodes are very popular. Um, So that's why I'm trying to get things that it seems like more people really, really love. So yeah, let's go ahead and jump into this. So Okay, so it says, Astro Moon, most of us know which sign of the Zodiac we belong to when we say we are Taurian or Libran. What we, what we mean is that the sun was in that particular sign on the day we were born, and, and the sign we belong to is a shorthand method of describing our personalities and the trends in our, in our life. Um, so, of course, before we dive into this moon season, I hope you guys are very aware of what your moon sign is. If you don't know how to do it, uh, if you don't know how to get it, um, you can go to, um, I believe it's astro.com and they let you do a free natal chart. Um, you definitely have to have, I mean, to know your whole natal chart, you need to know the time and place you were born for the moon sign. Um, it depends on uh, if you just want to know your moon sign only or something like that and, you know, you don't have time or something to do the rest of it. Um, there is a site because that's what I did when I very first found out that we had other signs besides our sun signs. I went to this site. I can't remember the name, but it was just only the moon, the moon where you can find out what your moon sign was. And so I did this uh, because at the time I didn't have my, my birth, my um, time of birth because my mom said that she had my birth certificate, but she, she said I was born at 6 PM. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Um, 6 PM. So I had, at first I didn't have it and, um, I didn't have the time. And so I was just like, Oh, so I didn't put in a time, but because the moon was changing signs on the day I was born, I had to have the exact time I was born. So if, if the moon didn't change signs on the day you were born, you can do it without time. You just have to know the place that you live, you know, the place you were born at, um, and it will give you your moon sign. But if you, um, if the moon was changing signs, like it was for me, you will have to have the exact time. So um, because of that, that's when I had called my mom and I was like, mom, you know, what time was I born? She was like, oh, 6 PM. And I was like, okay. And so when I typed in 6 PM, it was like, you are an Aries moon. And I was like, oh, I was like, I'm an Aries moon. Like, and it was so funny because <laughs> I didn't relate to it at all. I was like, I don't, I don't relate to anything. Like when I was reading about it, I was like, I don't relate to anything about this. So I was like, are you sure? And she was like, I think so. And I was like, well, you gotta be sure. So she was like, well, your birth certificate's in the lockbox or whatever. So I was like, okay. So, and at the time I was getting ready to get my license in enhanced because, uh, a friend, some friends of mine, uh, we were going to Canada together. So, um, I had to get my enhanced at the time and I needed my birth certificate. And so when I finally found it, I looked and lo and behold, I was not born at 6 p.m. I was born early in the wee morning at around 2 a, uh, 2.15 a.m. 
And so I was like, oh, okay. Once I typed that in, I ended up being a Pisces moon, which it made a lot more sense because, you know, I have a friend that's a Pisces son and we would send each other like little things about like Pisces or Libra and stuff like that. And anytime I would like read things, I'd be like, oh, that sounds like her. And I was like, gosh, I'd be like, I relate to this a lot too. And I'd be like, hmm, I wouldn't think nothing of it, you know? And then until I found out that I was a Pisces moon and I was like, that explains everything that explains why I have so many water signs and earth signs. You guys, I have so many water and earth signs as friends compared to like fire and air. It's weird. Like I do have some air signs and it's funny because majority of them are Gemini's. Um, I don't think I have, I have like an Aquarius coworker. Um, and I had an, a Libra coworker, I think. Yeah. Other than that, they're mainly Gemini's that like, I have like three Gemini's in my life, three or four Gemini's in my life. So I think that's weird, but majority of the other signs, they're all like Taurians, Capricorn, Virgo, like all three earth signs. Um, and then the water signs are definitely, um, lots of Scorpios, Pisces a second. And then I have like a cancer or two in there. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and jump in. So I do have some Leo, uh, Leo, uh, uh, friends though too. Like I think out of the fire signs, Leo and Sagittarius are the ones I do have Aries, but you guys know they're very, very few. Cause I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just cause it's my opposite sign. I don't know, but we struggle <laughs> anyway. So it says sun and moon in astrological terms. Um, we say that the sun travels roughly one degree per day, moving through each sign in 30 or 31 days. And through all 12 in one year, the moon, however, however, it's much swifter afoot. While the sun spends roughly one month in each sign, <clears throat> the moon whizzes through in about two and a quarter days and passes in out of the whole lot in just four weeks. So yeah, the moon is very fast. Like it said, it spends two and a half days in each sign. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why my voice always does this. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Come on, Tasha. I don't have any liquid near me, so I don't want to have to push pause again. <clears throat> but I know you guys don't want to hear me clearing my throat all over the place, but. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, in just four weeks, it goes through the whole entire zodiac. It says, because the sun spends a comparatively lengthy time in each sun, it is fairly easy for us for each of us to know where it was positioned at our time of birth apart that is from those born on the cusp the end of one sign and the beginning of the next though we probably know our sun our sun signs few of us know the sign through which the moon was passing at our birth yet this is just as important to our understanding of ourselves so <clears throat> the uh, those of you who um are born on cusp days like uh let's say for example, Libra, you know, the sun in Libra goes, um, what on the 23rd, I believe. So if you were born on like the 22nd, it's very important that you put in the time you were born, um, so that you can make sure you are either a Libra or you may be a Virgo, depending on what time you were born. So whenever people hear cuss, you know, their hair stands on their head and they assume that, 
when someone says, oh, I'm a cusp baby, that they mean that they're a Virgo Libra. No, the sun cannot be in two different signs at the same time. So usually what I say is when, you know, someone's like, oh my gosh, you believe in cousins, you know, like it drives me insane. I'm like, you know, they are real. And they're like, the sun can't be in two different spots. You know, I'm like, I, I, I know that. I was like, but there is a such thing as someone being born on the day that the sun is getting ready to move to another sign. And that makes them a cuss baby because if they don't have the exact time they were born, they may be going around masquerading as the wrong person. And I've said this many times, my ex was one of those. We thought this man was a whole ass Gemini the whole time we were together. And he really like has that Gemini energy because I wholeheartedly believe cuss babies have the energy of... You know, they, they, they have their sun sign, whatever they are, but they express a lot of the sign that the sun either is going in or came out of. So he's like a very expressive Taurus. And we just found that out when my son, um, cause I had my son like ask him one time and he was like, Oh, you know this. And so I did it and it explained, it explained a lot. Cause I was like, wow, he, he's very Geminian, you know? But his jealousy, his possessiveness, his stubbornness, his all of that stuff was very Torian, extremely. And this man had a Virgo moon as well. So very earthy, um, extreme. Like he was a, I think, um, yeah, Taurus rising, Taurus sun and uh, Virgo moon. Yeah, so very earthy and which was weird because I thought, you know, um, he was going to be more airy. And the only Gemini he actually has, I believe is, was in his, um, his Mars. He has a Gemini Mars and a Cancer Venus and the Cancer Venus was very prominent. So that, that didn't surprise me. Very nurturing, especially to people and animals and stuff like that. So made sense. But, um, yeah, so you want to really make sure you have the, your time of birth. Cause if you don't, and you're up here like, oh, I'm, you know, an Aquarius, honey, you might be a Pisces. So <laughs> make sure you have the time and place. And then also, um, as far as, since we're focused on the moon sign, make sure you know what house, um, your moon sign is in, you know, um, I am a Pisces in the eighth house. So yes, you guys, that is a very intense placement. Um, that is the natural house of Scorpio. So I am very, you know, like I said, my intuition is tripled. Um, my psychic abilities, even though like I, you know, like question them, you know, they're there. I'm starting to really realize like, I don't believe I can read the future or nothing, but as far as like, I don't want to say psychic abilities. It's just kind of related to that. Cause like, I have a lot of like, my dreams is where a lot of my, um, you know, like, I feel like my psychicness comes from. Like I see things that have like, that will be happening. And then I'll have a lot of deja vu. So I'm like, Oh, this, this happened. Or, you know, like this moment happened a lot or, you know, like I sense things really good. That's like coming, you know, and I'm pretty like spot on, but I don't think like I, you know, you guys know, I don't fuck with future, you know, fortune reading and all that stuff. That's taboo for me to me, just to me, 
I feel like nobody knows the future but God. Um, (laughs) And I think it's really dangerous to, I don't know, like tell people things like that. And don't get me wrong, there there are gifted people. But I I don't know, like to me, I just feel like you got to be careful with that. You just, especially if you're a lot, I feel like a lot of people try to manipulate people sometimes into that. And, um, I'm not saying it's not real. It's very real, but I just feel like you just want to be careful with that. I would never want to tell somebody something and, you know, our words are powerful. You guys, it just, when you speak things, you speak things into existence. So you got to be very careful with your words. That's why you got to be careful how you talk to yourself. You got to be careful of saying like kind of damning yourself when you're like, Oh, this, this always is bad for me. That's always bad for me. When you, when you say that you're making it a reality, you know, we have a piece of, you know, we have, you know, God essence in us and I wholeheartedly believe this. And what did it say that God said in the beginning in Genesis, God, it said, God spoke, let there be light. And there was light, right? So when he spoke, light happened. And that's the same for us when we speak. And it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative, it will happen, especially if you're constantly talking about it and then you're putting your energy like that vibration to it. You know, that's what manifesting is all about. Manifesting, if you want to manifest something good, you talk about it good, you say positive affirmations, you make sure you, you know, like really bring in that energy and surround yourself around that energy. And the same with vice versa can happen if you're always focused on the negative. And I know this is huge for me because I was someone that, you know, always did and would always think that, you know, good things never happened to me and good things wouldn't happen to me because of that mindset, that belief, how I felt about it. My emotions would, you know, like match that. And it just, it's not a fun time. So be careful what you say. And so that's why I don't do that because I'm not, I don't want to be held responsible for anything that I say. And then it affects this person. And then the those of you who are really gifted with that kind of stuff and you can really like see clear, great for you. Wonderful. Um, but that's just something like when I do natal chart readings, I just do the readings. I don't do, uh, astrology predictions. I just don't, I, I, I don't. And I don't, I just don't. So (laughs) I don't want anything involved with damning possibly like seeing, you know, like in medical astrology, they have, you know, how to like check when someone's like death and all that stuff with like Pluto in certain ways. And I don't, I don't even read that part because I'm not going to bring that bad juju on me because I feel like you see that then you'll get scared and you'll start thinking about it. And then that's how it's going to happen. So yeah. Okay. So let's jump back in. So I kind of went off on a tangent there, but, um, okay. So it says sun sign versus the moon sign. Your sun sign describes how you present yourself to others and the oppression that they have of you. If it underlies, it underlines your ego, your mannerisms and idiosyncrasies, the strength of your willpower and the impact you have on your environment. In fact, everything to do with your facade, the outer you is contained within the parameters of the sun. So, yeah. So obviously the sun is, is, you know, like our outer self, but you know, obviously the moon is different. So it says your moon sign on the other hand describes the fundamental inner you, the private person, you know, yourself to be. It reveals your passive role in life, how you express your feelings and deal with your emotions. It reflects how you interact with people, the sort of relationships you are likely to form and how you come across to others emotionally. 
By understanding your moon sign, you will gain a deeper insight into your moods and personal sensitivities. So you see how important it is with relationships and connecting with others and really expressing yourself and, you know, how you deal um, with your emotions, how you express it, you know, and how you come across emotionally to other people. So a lot of people automatically, they always, oh, you're so sensitive that I am, you know, before I used to get mad and I would try to hide that, but you know what? I am sensitive woman and I'm okay with that. You know, I just really, you know, feel my emotions and they're, you know, I have to express them and that's okay. But anyways, it says your moon sign describes and affects your instinctive responses, your deepest longings and needs, your secret wishes and desires, your innermost loves and hates, your emotional highs and lows, your jealousies and joys, your imaginative potential, your fears and obsessions, how other people perceive you, how you behave in private, how you react to others on first meeting, how you interact emotionally with the people you love, your daily habits, preferred routines, your home environment and domestic lifestyle, your family history, your security dependencies, your relationship with your mother or guardian, the relationship you have with other important females in your life, your creative and artistic inclinations, the areas in life in which you find emotional satisfaction, your ups and downs you experience on a cyclical basis, your subconscious memories, your nurturing instincts, your early conditioning, your unconscious programming, your family influences, the behavior you learn as a child and whether, uh, and which affects you as an adult. Now you see that, like that is pretty much your whole ass way of going around in this damn world. That is pretty much you. That is your inner you and how you really react with everything around you. If you think about that compared to the little description it gave of the sun, like your outer you, it says like your ego, your mannerisms, your idiosyncrasies, the strength and willpower, you know, like, like your motivation and stuff like that. Like your willpower of getting things done and stuff like that. That's very, you know, like solar. So, um, the moon sign is just way more important that people do not give that shit credit for. Okay. And it, you know, it shows how to find your moon sign, which I already told you guys how to do that because it'll be like, look in the back of this book. And if you don't have the book, it's no point. So it goes through each element. So it says if you're an earth moon, so earth element. And of course this is Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn. If your moon is in an earth sign, your emotions are stable and well-balanced in relationships. You are practical and solid as a rock. Down to earth and unpretentious, you take a sensible, no-nonsense no attitude to affairs of the heart. Partners find you reliable, but also predictable and stubborn. Rarely prone to ver- verbalizing your feelings, your actions speak louder than words. Routine is important in your life, and you need a settled, sec- uh, structured framework in which to live and work. So, meaning that you guys are very grounding, you're grounded, you're very... Um, you know, you're very predictable. You're very stable, um, emotionally, in my opinion, when I am around any earth moon friends or people, they truly ground the fuck out of me. (laughs) They really do. Um, and that's really like earth in general, because, you know, like, especially for a woman, our moon sign complements the man's sun sign. 
So if the man is either um, a sun or moon in like an earth sign, they ground the fuck out of me. They're the ones that have to be like, hey, Tasha, like, wake the fuck up. It's not all candy and roses, you know. And I'm like, you know, oh, you're right. You know, and that's kind of when I tap into like the Libra. Like, you're right. I got to get this done, you know, and really get things going. So. And that's also Martian energy, too. But um, the next one is fire, Aries, Leo. Sagittarius, excuse me. Warm, vibrant, outgoing, and physically expressive describes your emotional disposition. If your moon is placed in one of the fire signs, you are passionate by nature and enthusiastic and often lusty lover. Characteristically fiery, you generate a lot of heat physically, emotionally, and mentally, and in some situations, there is a risk that you might overheat. You like to be where the action is and preferably center stage. A feisty, challenging, loving partner maintains your interest. So fire moons are very passionate. You know, fire signs were, they're already emotional in the sun, but they're, that's even doubled in the moon. So I feel like, uh, when you have a moon and fire sign, these people just bring pure passion and just so fun and so outgoing and really expressive with themselves and you know like you have to be kind of careful with especially as a Sagittarius moon with how impulsive you know you can come out and express things because you know Sagittarians you know once they get heated you know they start spitting the truth and you know the spit comes out like fire and it will burn a lot of people and they may not be ready for it but um, these people are just very fun and very loving and, and such a different, like more like a fiery way. Like it said, like it's just a, one of those. It's like not I don't, I don't want to say like it it is kind of like love bombing, but not in a negative way. It's just like fire signs. They'll like just passionately confess like I fucking love you. Like, you know, like things like that and just tell you like how you make them feel and how beautiful you are. You know, they're just outright going with it. They're not secretive about it. And I, and I think that's what makes people really fall hard for fire signs because you guys don't give a fuck. Like you really wear, I feel like you wear your heart on your sleeve more so than water signs to me, because I feel like in a comparison from water moons to a fire moon, fire moon is going to be like, like, I, I fucking love you. Like, you're beautiful. Your eyes are just sexy. A water sign, on the other hand, in my opinion, I guess they wear their heart on their sleeve, but there's, let's just say the heart is under the sleeve compared to the heart being on the sleeve of fire, of, of fire moon. <clears throat> the heart is going to be under the sleeve with a water moon. And it takes water sign um, moons to really kind of, get to know you and know that you have their best interest at hand before they reveal their gigantic heart. Like they have a gigantic heart under there, but you know, they want to make sure they can trust and feel safe with you before they show you that because you know, the water signs, big heart can be very overwhelming for others because their, their emotions run very deep, very deep. I feel like fire, the emotions are there, but it's not deep and passionate. I mean, not passionate. It's, it's passionate, but it's just not deep. Like how a fire, um, I mean, how a water sign is. Okay. So the next one is air Gemini Libra Aquarius. If your moon is situated in one of the air signs, you are bright and breezy lover. Friendship is important to you and you need to be on the same mental wavelength as your partner. 
curious about how people tick you take an intellectual interest in sexual matters and probably find it easier to express your feelings verbally than physically. Indeed, partners can find you cool and detached, sometimes offhand and unpredictable, not over fond of too much body contact. You need your, your own freedom and your own space. So yeah, you, um, uh, air moons really connect with having that, you know, like that conversational connection, you know, like it's just like mental stimulus. Sti- Oh my God. Mental, uh, mental stimulation. It's a very mental stimulation, um, from there. And I think that's what really gets a, that's what really holds the attention of an air moon. Like if you have something that you're, you know, you're passionate about that you're doing and you just talk about that, dude, they will get so, so horny over that. Like as a air, you know, like sun, that's attractive to me. Like when someone's passionate about something, the way they just talk about it, that's really, that. that's like a turn on for me. You know, it, it just, it really connects to like not only my mind, but I have to be stimulated not only by mind, but by emotions as well. So if you have all of that and then you're showing emotion, plus you're talking about something and you like really well versed in it, it's attractive to me. But um, yeah, so they really connect with like being around people, being social, um, like really connecting on that, that mental level. And then for water signs, this is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Having your moon in one of the water signs mean that you are inherently sensitive and ruled by your emotions. Indeed, your feelings near very far from the surface sweep over you in a great tidal wave of emotion often taking you by surprise and sometimes threatening to overwhelm you altogether. So true. Mostly you tend to be inward looking and subjective in outlook and so so are easily hurt by the merest slight. Nurturing and deeply caring, you are emotionally clingy and have lots of love to share with the empathetic partner. So yes, again, water, you know, the, the emotions are doubled for you. Um, you know, we just really feel, and when we feel, we feel so fucking hard that, yeah, it's so overwhelming. That's why I need to constantly like reground myself. I need to ground myself. I need to recharge myself because my emotions do become so overwhelming that I can get very exhausted. Also taking on so many other energies and stuff is just very tiring. So it says your element and your natal chart. Each zodiac sign is associated with one of the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. People of the same element group are said to be more compatible with each other than with members of other element groups. A natal chart is a map of the positions on the planet in the sky at the moment of the individual's birth. The chart is divided into 12 uh, sector houses and each is governed by a zodiac sign. Each sector represents a a region of the skies and the planet and plot it into the sector according to their actual positions above. Um, analysis of a person's character and possible future events in the life is made by considering the planet's position <clears throat> and the relationship they form with one another. These relationships are known as aspects and the patterns that they create suggest either harmonious or challenging energies within a person's psyche. The person of the moon in the chart is crucial to understanding a person's emotional nature and conscious motivations. Oh, this is talking about the chart that is showing over here, which is William Duke Cambridge. And he is a, what is his moon sign? Let's see. Oh, he's a cancer moon. Or wait. 
the, the way the chart looks is weird. He's actually a Gemini moon. Oh, no, he's a Cancer moon. I'm, I'm right. They have it all, like, the signs barely have any space. So I was like, wait, is that a Gemini or Cancer? So it's a Cancer moon. So it says, um, first, the sign that the moon inhabits as well as its element and house position are considered. Next, the moon's relationship with the sun is assessed in order to cause a person's physical slash emotional integration. Lastly, the aspects between the sun and the moon and the rest of the planets are brought into play. So we're not going to go through his natal chart because we only know who that person is and there's no point. So anyways, let's go ahead and jump into the stars of this episode. Leo moons, you wonderful, shining people. I just, Leo moons are very fun. I mean, you think a Leo sun is crazy. Meet a Leo moon. These people are just, they have a heart of gold. They are so loyal and fun and passionate. Okay, so... Moon and Leo, it says, um, key character points. Um, your instinctive response is dramatic and enthusiastic. Your best characteristics are warmth and generosity. Your negative qualities are egotism and tendency to boast. You dislike being ignored. How did we know? You need to be admired and you must learn to see through empty flattery. So, yes, uh, I have some Leo Moon friends and you guys, these these people, they need to be center of attention. They need people to really, I feel like Leo Moons are the words of affirmations. They want to hear people say, oh my gosh, you know, your dress looks amazing. You know, oh my goodness, your body looks great in that top. You know, your boobs look great, you know, or, you know, your eyes are pretty, your hair looks amazing, you know, like stuff like that. They feed off that. And so that's why you must be aware of empty flattery because some people will just say that so that you can like basically shut the fuck up or just, you know, so, you know, you feel good about yourself, but they don't really mean it. So be very wary of that. And it says, the essential you, the moon in Leo, endows you with a happy, sunny natural that makes you a charismatic, popular, and attractive figure among your contemporaries. You come across as honest, warm-hearted, and generous to a fault. In fact, extravagance can be your downfall, since you tend to have expensive tastes. You like to live life to the full, and if you can live in a luxury, then all the better. With the moon in this placement, you feel your natural role in life is center stage. Being overshadowed or pushed to the sidelines would profoundly rock your inner confidence. So as said, if you, if you're a Leo moon and you're around people who are not kind of like, you know, like showing you that attention, feeding those affirmations, you're going to be a very sick one. You're going to be a very not happy Leo moon because you're going to start questioning yourself and no bueno, it's not going to be fun for you. And, you know, you need to live your Leo life, okay? Uh, Yes, I did just snap. (laughs) You know, I don't like to see sick-looking Leos because it's just, it's it's almost like there's, you know, like Leos ruled by the sun and you kind of have like that golden glow. Like when I see Leo season, I see golden colors, like golden light, orangey, yellows, like color, just... You know, and I feel like that's like their aura. But then if they're if they're around people who are trying to kind of bring them down, they don't have that glow anymore. They look very sickly. 
And that's not, you know, I don't want to see a sick looking Leo. Like I get it. You know, like some people are like, well, I shouldn't have to, you know, like do this all the time. You, I mean, and you shouldn't, you know, cause Leos, I don't want you to live off of just only being, you know, admired all the time because sometimes people are not going to give you that. So you got to make sure you have confidence and love within yourself, which comes by pretty easy with Leos. <laughs> okay. So it says your lifestyle, the Leo moon at home. This is invariably a sense of grandeur about a Leo moon's house. Her uh, here luxury will be much in evidence with vibrant colors and rich textures that give an overall effect of opulence and style to be complimented on their home homes gives Leo moon subjects tremendous satisfaction. So as you can see, there's a common factor here. Just, you know, be very warm and understand that Leo's just, they just need to hear, you know, that they did a good job on things and stuff like that. So it says, uh, your sun and moon sign combination chart. So I'm going to read off all 12 of the suns and it's going to give a combination note and a star rating. So one star means highly subjective, two stars at odds with yourself, three stars need to work toward achieving inner balance. Uh, four stars in harmony and five stars strongly integrated. Okay, so your sun in Aries and you have a Leo moon. Your combination keynote is a ball of fire and you are, you have five stars. So that means you're strongly integrated. It works well with that sign, obviously, because fire, fire. Um, Taurus luxury loving is your combination key with the Leo moon. And that's a four star, meaning you're in harmony which is, oh, well, yeah, it makes sense, I guess, because like it said, you're, you know, luxury, luxury and loving. So a Gemini with a <clears throat> Leo moon combination keynote is colorful and you have three stars. That means you need to work toward achieving inner balance. Cancer and a Leo moon uh, combination keynotes is very affectionate, but it only gives you one star. So it's highly subjective. Um, a Leo sign with the leo moon <laughs> it means self-centered so that gives you one star as well oh i'm sorry what am i looking at oh i i misread cancer i'm sorry so a uh, cancer uh sign with the with the um leo moon is very affectionate and you actually get uh four stars which um i was wondering because i was like if it's very affectionate how is it one star so you get four stars that means you're in harmony but the Leo, uh, with the Leo moon equals self-centered. So you get one star because that's not, that's, uh, highly subjective. Virgo sun with the Leo moon is fussy. So you get two stars at odds with yourself. A Libra sun with a, a Leo moon equals stylish and you get four stars and you're in harmony. Scorpio with a Leo moon is unpredictable. So you get two stars at odds with yourself. Sagittarius and a Leo moon, plenty of charisma. You get five stars. You're strongly integrated. Capricorn with the Leo moon, it says upwardly mobile. You get three stars, which is need to work toward achieving inner balance. Aquarius with the Leo moon. This is passionate ideals, but you only get two stars at odds with yourself. And then a Pisces with the Leo moon is a creative and you only get two stars at odds with yourself. So, and then see, that's the, oh no, never mind. It's, it's still, it's still going. I'm tripping. 
It says you and your family. It says individuals belonging to your moon sign often have mothers who are colorful, demonstrative, and flamboyant figures. And you respond well to this warmth. Fathers, however, are often a different kettle of fish. Possibly authoritarian or difficult in some way. They were deeply proud of, uh, of and ambitious for you. And you have the same feelings for your own offspring. As a parent, you are very generous and have a tendency to indulge your children's every whim. At work, better at, better in the limelight than in the shadows and at the top of the hierarchy hierarchy than at the bottom. Whatever you whatever your line of work, you quickly establish yourself in a position of leadership and control. With your ambitions outwardly mobile drive, you soon attract recognition and success. Whenever possible, you will mix business with pleasure. In particular, you have a talent for transforming any hobby into a thriving and lucrative business. I feel like that is so true. I feel like Leo, like Leo energy um, or Leo moons, you guys, I mean, (laughs) anything you guys touch, you're really great at it. And then you do, you turn it into a little mini business. So kudos for that. Um, unwind by joining a local amateur dramatics group money matters because of your extravagant nature you may tend to be a big spender if you have anything at all left over to invest then you should put your money into luxury goods or blue chip companies okay um health notes the heart and spine are the signs uh weak links so you need to watch your diet carefully and ensure that you take regular exercise so yeah, the heart is, you know, you guys rule the heart. So, um, and especially with the moon sign, the moon is your digestion. So you got to make sure you eat like heart healthy in your diet to make sure you're, you know, taking care of that. Um, <clears throat> children born with the, with the moon in Leo, these children come into the world equipped with a regal bearing that seems to command respect when they are still tiny so much so that whatever the financial status of the family, they tend to be treated almost like royalty. Because of this and their formidable, precocious talent, there is a danger that these youngsters may become arrogant or boastful, showing off in front of their friends. So, relating to others. Um, Your emotional pattern. Because Leo is a sign of the king of the zodiac, to be born with the moon in this placement means that you have a great need for recognition or for others to treat you as a special person of some importance. Consequently, you project a high profile and give off an air of authority, which you find most people do respect. Excuse me. <clears throat> Above all else, you need constant reassurance, so it is essential that you get lots of praise from those around you. To be appreciated, to be patted on the back for your achievements, or to be thanked for your trouble is as important to you as the air that you breathe. So again, you know, you have to really, you know, praise these people and really let them know how good they're doing because it's, it's like I said, they're, they're going to be very sick if you don't get that. They don't need to be around people who can't, you know, like offer that little reassurance, you know, that's just part of who they are. And I know a lot of people are like, well, that's just being insecure. I get that. But some people really do need that. And that's okay. Like, I mean, it's not like you have to say every single second. But just give credit where credit's due, you know, to help them feel good. Um, Okay, so emotionally demonstrative and openly affectionate, you come across as warm and loving. You are outgoing and extroverted and happier in the limelight than in the shade. So you seek a crowd where you can be the center of attention 
It is important that people like you and that you feel loved, but in your search for praise, you must be careful not to fall for empty flattery, nor for the integrating compliments the psychophant, uh, of the psychophant. In love, you are warm and generous, spontaneously affectionate and enthusiastic in your lovemaking. You can be fiery and passionate, giving your love joyly, joyfully and voluptuously, but you do expect your feelings to be reciprocated just as eagerly, eagerly and abundantly as they have been given. If this doesn't happen or if for any reason your partner withholds his or her love from you, then you will instantly shut down all feelings and cut yourself off from the person altogether. This is so Leonin because I noticed my Leo friends are like that. Like they don't fuck around. Like if a Leo feels like you're not giving what they need, those motherfuckers are gone. So they're they're not going to sit there and not be with someone who does not respect them or who doesn't want to be with them because they're like basically like hey I'm like I'm like I'm a catch I'm good looking I'm great you know I'm an amazing person you know like fuck off pretty much like I can do better and I'll find someone better so be careful with that um in relationships generally you like to take charge and in an ideal wor- world you would choose a partner who allows you to shine and who is con- content to to bask in your reflected glory all in all you are a happy and outgoing person and you have the great the greatest pleasure in making those you love happy too. Stop it. <laughs> okay, my cat is trying to play with my feet under the blanket. Okay, so it says how your Leo moon relates to your partner's moon. So these are all 12 signs in uh, uh, moon signs for, you know, your partner and how you relate to it. So Leo moons, this is how you relate to an Aries moon. An exciting partnership, whether intimate or professional, there is, there is masses of energy in this combination, and together you should have tremendous fun, entertainment, adventure, and an, and an active sexual life w- will color your time together. Taurus, Taurus Moon. Apart from the occasional battle of wills, there is every potential in these two moon placements to form a vibrant and endearing relationship together. Gemini moon, a light and airy combination full of fun and frivolity. If you can keep laughing with each other and not as each other, then not at each other, then the relationship would be amusing as well as sexually exciting. Cancer moon, here is a relationship that could feasibly work, but only if the cancer moon partner is all adoring and you refrain from being bossy and overbearing. Leo moon, a fiery and highly combustible combination. Although there is a great deal of passion at the start of the relationship, you are much too competitive and self-oriented to make this union viable in the long run. Virgo moon, the Leo moon is emotionally driven while your Virgo moon partner is all reason and analysis. Such contrasting needs and approaches suggest that this relationship is not highly related for lasting success. A Libra moon with the Leo moon and a Libra moon in the same house, it was to it has to be a five-star living all the way. This is certainly a full, a fun-loving combination, but the relationship will only work with give and take on both sides. Scorpio moon, though emotionally very different types, there is a powerful and magnetic attraction that draws the two of you together. Sexually sultry, your union will sizzle and smolder. On. Sagittarius, with the fiery dynamic duo you two make, this has all the ingredients of a powerful love affair with your shared interests and similar ways of experiencing the world, you are bound to go far together. 
Capricorn moon, not the easiest appearing since the Capricorn moon will unhesitate, unhesitatingly deflate your pride and your Leo moon generosity would affront your economically minded partner. Yeah, I was going to say Capricorn is not very, they're not one to really, you know, give words of affirmation or really fluff um, anyone's ego. So that would not be a good match. Aquarius, in many ways, chalk and cheese, this combination has been known to work Surprisingly successfully, through though you come from opposite ends of the spectrum, there is much to unite you. Pisces Moon. Although this might appear a strange combination on the surface, there is a great deal of romance and enchantment between you and your Pisces Moon. Partner will bind you together. Okay, so that one is it for this book. Um... I think I might have to save the other two because the episode is going to be <clears throat> extremely long. Like, I mean, over two hours if I do all the books. So I will probably do the Crystal uh, Zodiacs and then we'll do basically two part episodes to really dive into the Leo moon. So it is not over yet. So let me read the moon signs of the Judy Hall's Crystal Zodiac. Use a birthstone to enhance your life. Okay, so let's go ahead and look at the crystals that's going to support you wonderful Leo moons. Um, all right, so your moon crystal is Hiddenite, which is green kunsite. That's another name for it. Your intuition crystal is yellow calcite. Your lunar crystals are ametrine, apophyllite, aventurine, brown opal, calcite, carnelian, chrysocolla, citrine, dioptase, Fuchsite, Kunzite, Larimar, Morganite, Rhodochrosite, Rose Quartz, Tiger's Eye, and Topaz. Okay, so let's look at your moon crystal. It says, Hiddenite, the yellow-green form of Kunzite, is an excellent stone for your grandiose moon as it emphasizes the positive aspects of your personality and promotes humility while at the same time enhancing expression of your personal power. This rejuvenating crystal provides encouragement in difficult life circumstances and should be sworn, uh, sworn, should be worn constantly to rejuvenate your, your energy. So this is like your main moon crystal, you guys. Kunzite is a wonderful stone, hidden night, I'm sure with it being green. Um, it has probably a little bit more of a meaning, but I know the pink version is a very, it's like a divine love stone. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite stones to work with when it comes to calling in that love and compassion because you know we have rose quartz which is you know self-love and compassion unconditional love but kunzite is divine love and compassion it's like that godly love you know so it's a wonderful stone to have um and it's going to be up on my store soon uh but i have a clear like a clearer version it comes in clear green or pink um, so the one that I have that I'll be putting up, it's a little, uh, clear kind of, it says positive Leo moon qualities. When the moon in Leo expresses self positive itself positively, you are generous, affectionate, and warm hearted with strong loyalty. You spend your benevolence, you spend your benevolence over everyone with whom you come into contact. You naturally attract people and with an innate authority are a competent organizer this moon is charismatic, confident, creative, and vital, and your positive qualities are heightened by the vibrant energies of topaz. And specifically, this looks like it's an imperial topaz, uh, which is an amazing stone for Leo. It's actually a very high manifestation stone. 
Uh, I unfortunately don't have any of those in my store. I own a piece, but I don't have any at the moment in the store. They're very hard to find, to be honest, Uh, which makes you an excellent mentor. You deeply embedded loyalty can mean you stay in the wrong job or destructive relationship for far too long. And your tendency to make sacrifices on behalf of others can be turned to more constructive use by the transformative energy of ametrine. Ametrine, of course, is amethyst and citrine citrine together. And yes, they do grow like that. Um, But it's very rare to, um, you know, it's very rare to find, but they do grow like that. It says, explore your hidden needs. Uh, When the moon is in Leo, your strongest needs are for personal empowerment and a feeling of being special. You want to be looked up to, adored, and obeyed. To achieve this, you may resort to emotional games and manipulation. And if you are ignored, you retreat into wounded dignity. You also have a deep desire for luxury and self-indulgence. Finding your own inner specialness um, is essential if you are to bring out the positive qualities of your moon. Rudacrosite helps you to love yourself in a beneficial way and to express your own unique qualities out to the world. This moon demands that you explore power issues. You have to recognize your power and own it. This does not mean having power over the people, but rather fully expressing your creative energy in the most positive way possible. One of your greatest challenges is to avoid becoming bossy. Christicola reverses any destructive emotional programming you may have that drains your power. This stone supports your, your, self, your self-worth and uh, facilities facilitates your own empowerment together with citrine it it stimulates creativity at all levels at heart there is something innocent and childlike about the leo moon and you need to express this playful side of yourself diotes heals with child uh, heals the child within and larimar restores your natural playfulness and joyful childlike energy without making you behave childishly as this stone is spiritually empowering and heals heartache, it is, it is an excellent one to wear continuously. It will also heighten your creativity, and if you are female, connect to your innate femininity. With, your, with such a heart-centered moon, you have a pressing need to maintain and express on an open heart. Adventuring promotes living in your own heart and instills a sense of joy and well-being. The moon in Leo denotes a strong sexual libido. If you are not expressing this psychosomatic disease, can disease can result. Um, brown opal helps to heal sexual tension that arises from an emotional cause, while this carnelian helps you to overcome any emotional abuse. Pink carnelian, in particular, restores your trust and encourages responsiveness to your partner. Oh, I've never really, I've never really seen pink carnelian, so I'm gonna have to look at that. I I didn't even know they had that. Um, Okay, so it says overcoming emotional blocks. It says one of your strongest emotional blocks arises out of pride. Pride can keep you separated and apart and block your heart. Your old tapes demand that you should be looked up to and admired. And anyone who transgresses this demand is frozen out. Um, Tiger's eye is an excellent stone for dealing with your pride. It helps you to understand the internal conflicts brought about by willfulness and heals your self-worth it assists recognizing your talents and any fault that need to that need to be overcome golden imperial topaz facilitates taking pride in your own abilities while at the same time remaining open-hearted humility is the antidote to pride and the loving energies of kunzite will support you in developing this quality apophyllite is helpful because it encourages you to abandon pretense and be yourself 
breaking down reserve and following your sunny nature to shine out. If your needs are not met or if others get all the attention, you can easily become a queen bee around whom everything has to revolve or a drama queen. Leo is after all one of the great actors of the zodiac. Carnelian is useful is a useful stone to keep with you at all times because it, it ameliorates emotional tantrums and protects against envy or resentment helping you to see the positive side of situations and supporting your love of life your moon can have mental tapes running that running that relate back to prejudice or bigotry instilled in childhood programming these tapes these tapes is facilitated reprogramming i don't know that it's making my like mind go crazy Reprogramming these tapes is facil- is facilitated by placing ametrine on your forehead for 15 minutes a day and encourages accepting anyone with a loving heart, which I'm going to be putting that on my store too. So um, I do have one ametrine. They're not very easy to find, but um, I'm going to be putting it up there. Um, nurture yourself. It says for your admiration is essential uh, sustenance you adore being looked up to and having people think you are special the key to self-nurturing is to discover your specialness for yourself at the same time realizing that everyone else has their own specialness fuchsia is a central stone of recognizing your own worth and value and for releasing from the bondage and emotional ploy- uh, power ploys develop your intuition it says the expansive energy of yellow calcite induces a deep state of relaxation linking the highest source of spiritual guidance this is a very pretty crystal. Place it at the crown of your head to link to the universal mind and over the third eye to open your inner eye. Your Leo moon past lives, your Leo moon past life roles have included the actor rule, despot, autocrat, um, dictator, bigot, and benefactor. <clears throat> As Leo is the natural ruler of the zodiac, Leo moon past lives tend to feature power struggle of various kinds. There has been abuse and misuse of power and attempts to have power over others. You may have been the victim of someone else's power. Rotocrosite provides an antidote to these lives as it insists you face and tr- face the truth about yourself with loving awareness and then heals the residue of past power plays. You will undoubtedly have been involved in emotional games and other lives. Morionite helps to dissolve any lasting effects and opens your heart to unconditional love. Okay, so opening the heart ritual says to open your heart, you will need a large piece of rose quartz. A tumble stone feels particularly good and a polished heart shaped pieces are available, which makes a useful reminder to keep your heart open. Hold the crystal in your hands, close your eyes and quietly attune to the crystal. Let its loving, loving energy flow through your hands, up your arms and into your heart. As the energy reaches your heart, feel it open and expand. Touch the crystal to your heart and absorb its healing energies. Feel it gently dissolving into heartache or heartbreak. Allow your, allow your heart to fill with love. Fill your heart expanding ever outwards until the loving energy fills the whole of your body. Say out loud, I welcome love into my expanding heart. I am heart-centered and open to love. Wear your rose quartz over your heart or place it under your pillow. And that is it for the moons uh, the crystals for leo moons and with that said that is it for this episode i am going to be doing a part two i didn't realize that it would actually take this long and i think i kind of blabbed a lot at the beginning too but i also had to explain what the moon you know represented and stuff so that usually makes it take longer but i will definitely be doing a part two 
very soon. I'll probably record that tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go and finish my last paper for school so I don't have to worry. I can be off. I can enjoy myself without, you know, like, oh my God, I have to make sure I have all my homework done. So uh, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. I love you guys so dearly, so much. You guys are amazing. And I truly can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. Bye.